Welcome to Hacking the Hustle. This is your host, Benjamin Sklar, and I'm very excited to have my guest, Tom Alemo, on the show. How are you doing, Tom? I am doing outstanding, man. Thanks for having me on. Of course. For those listening, Tom is a, an account executive at an incredible startup, well, now a unicorn called Gong, and he's also the host of an awesome podcast and a YouTube channel called Millennial Sales, Millennial Momentum, and... Excited to have on the show to talk about having a growth mindset, having the right attitude to set yourself up right, and having a successful career in life. How does that sound, Tom? That, that sounds perfect. These are my, uh, my obsessions, things that I'm very passionate about and, and talking about and learning about. So uh, let's, let's get into it, man. Let's do it. Awesome. So start off with telling us a little bit about you, who you are, what's your background? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, Tom Lamo. I grew up in uh, just outside of Boston in the suburbs there, um, you know, had a, a pretty normal uh, upbringing of, you know, playing sports and going to school and, and all that stuff and probably skip over a lot of that, the boring parts. But, um, you know, what what I think is the background for some of the, the topics that we're talking about, I think really came um, when I first graduated college. Um, like a lot of people, I was I was partying a lot. I had my first job out of school, which was in sales. Um, but I was going out four, five, six nights a week, you know, just doing, doing things that, that 22 year old people tend to do and, uh, having a good time and whatnot. And, um, you know, it kind of ended up in this place where I was, you know, I got out of a, a tough relationship. I was feeling just like mentally kind of bogged down. And I came across the book to thinking grow rich by Napoleon Hill. I'm not sure if, if you or, or the listeners have read it, of course. um, but uh, I mean, the book changed my life, uh, you know, within a couple months of that, uh, you know, I, I completely kind of changed course. I moved from Boston out to San Francisco uh, for this promotion for work and just really kind of like uprooted my whole life and kind of swapped out a lot of the circle of, of my friends and the people I was hanging with, uh, started reading books, ended up starting this podcast, uh, started getting really deep into sales and personal development and health and all these different things. And it's just been kind of this nonstop journey for the last, like, gosh, it's been probably like five and a half years, six years since that point. And, um, you know, just been a lot of uh, compounded kind of daily actions that have, have led to some pretty cool things and hopefully some cooler things on, uh, on the horizon. No doubt about that. I'm curious, what about the book, Think and Grow Rich set you off on a new trajectory. I read the book. So many people talk about that book. Similar to Rich Dad, Poor Dad, it seems like mm-hmm. it's a game changer in people's lives. What about that book hit you so hard? Yeah, there's a few books that that people recommend and people say change their lives that you know are kind of tried and true. And this is one of them. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, certainly one of them. And I think part of that is just like the powerful language of it, and they're they're really good writers and communicators and influencers. But for me, it was the first time that I'd ever really heard uh, that I could control my own destiny. And it sounds kind of silly to say, but I was always like, you know, the sixth man on the basketball team. I was always a B student. You know, I, I never failed out by any means, but I was always, you know, maybe a little bit above average, I feel like in a lot of areas. And I figured that's just kind of like where I was going to be in life. And when I read that book, it, the, the main takeaway that I had was like, oh, there are these 12, I think there's 12 different kind of chapters and factors that can make up how successful you are. And it's not just like 
your inbred intelligence, right? It's, it's, you know, your creativity, it's, it's the nature that you have, it's your habits, it's, you know, how ambitious you are, it's all these different things. And um, it, it just like flipped the light switch for me of like, oh, I can take control of my life. And like, in all of these different areas where I want to be successful in work, uh, with my money, with my relationships, with my health, like I can take control of that and I can make it happen. And, you know, here's, lit, here's stories of dozens of people that have done that throughout, you know, the history of time. And it just like, it just opened me to a whole new world. It was like the matrix. I haven't read the book in a long time, but I remember that you're supposed to, or recommends writing down your financial goal. I want to have X amount of money by X date. And you read it to yourself every morning, every afternoon, every night. And you tell yourself that you already have it. And I feel like that's the, that was the main takeaway I got from that historic book. So tell us about where you're, where you're at now. You're an account executive at a, at a clearly very popular startup. I don't even want to call it a startup because it's a company now. And yeah. run your own. You're a content creating machine. I love your podcast. I love your YouTube channel. Tell us about why, why are you doing all of this? Why are you creating content? What is the goal? Yeah, and I, I want to make one quick point about what you said about the, the money thing with the Think and Grow Rich. And that is, and I think that, also kind of leads to where we're going here, which is like, I did do that. I wrote down, they have like this very specific thing you're supposed to write, not just the money, but like how you're going to acquire it. What are the obstacles you're going to face? And I read that shit. Can I say shit? Of course. I just said it twice in the morning. I read it at night and I got into this one, like six month period where not only was I reading it to myself in the morning and at night, but I started on my 15 minute walk to work. I would say it out loud. I would be like doing an outside walking, like visualization of myself shaking. At that point, I wanted to be the sales rep of the year at the company. And I, you know, was visualizing shaking the the president's hand up on stage when it happens, when he announces it every year um, and just like going crazy and like was so obsessively focused with it. And so, excuse me, when I've, when I've set these goals and I've worked towards them and really had those, those states of mind. Um, I've, I've accomplished a lot of, you know, uh, almost every single thing that I've set out and put on paper and tried to do, um, in the first like five years of doing that. And so I think for me, the, the, you know, part of the purpose of, of the content, I think the core is like, there's, there's millions of people that don't know this. Like there's millions, like I want to help unlock that key for someone else or multiple other people or thousands or hundreds of thousands of other people in the future. And um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, the, the things that I've learned, I can pass up, pass along and whether it's personal development related or specifically around sales. And um, I think sales has this unique ability because you're not capped in either direction. Like if you perform really, really well, then you can make a lot more money than everyone else. And you can get promoted more quickly. It's really based on kind of the merit of, of how well you do in the role. And so, um, you know, I think the reason that I'm putting in a lot of hours, uh, not just in my full-time job, but in, in this side hustle I've been doing for over four years now is, is to tr- try to help unlock that key and unlock that door for as many other people as I can. Yeah. Tom has over 280 podcast episodes and I don't know how many YouTube videos so he's really been getting after it. What, what would you say is your favorite part of creating content? What do you enjoy the most? Um, 
Well, with the podcast specifically, it's, you know, this, right. You've, you've done what 80 or so episodes, 85, you said, um, it's a networking hack. I remember when I first started the podcast, I was 23 or 24, just starting off in my career in a new city. I didn't know anyone. I would, I would email CEOs and ask them to get coffee and no one would ever respond. But now all of a sudden I've got this podcast and they have a book or they have a company that they want to promote and they're, they're eager to hop on the phone and we get on a 30 or 60 minute zoom call. And so the, my favorite part is just like, man, I've, I've hacked my way into meeting and connecting and learning from hundreds of really great, intelligent people. Um, and then I do what I can afterwards to try to maintain that relationship and, you know, have, have gotten a lot of great mentors and friends from it as well. So um, there's a lot of great parts as, as I'm sure you can attest to of creating content, but with a podcast specifically in an interview style podcast, there's, it's the ultimate networking hack. There's no, no better way to meet people. Love that. That's the goal of my podcast, hacking the hustle. And mm-hmm. I've had one of my problems right now is figuring out what is my niche market? What am I really, who's my end customer in regards to my podcast and my content? And before we recorded, you mentioned how you were addressing such a large audience at the beginning and you honed in on your niche. Tell me about that process of figuring out who you were speaking to. Yeah. So when I I started the podcast, I started it with one of my best friends and um, it was very broad. Like we had, we had great guests. We had Jordan Belfort, the Wolf of Wall Street. We had James Altucher. We had sports psychologists. We had Bill Cartwright, who won five NBA titles with uh, Michael Jordan. Like we were all over and it was great. But when you're doing that, you're, you're competing with the likes of Oprah and Joe Rogan and these people that have tens of millions of people that follow them. So about, I'd say two years ago, um, maybe halfway through the podcast journey, roughly, I decided to niche it way down from personal development to, uh, you know, millennial sales, really specifically in like the SaaS technology world. And so for me, um, it just meant that I could really think about like, okay, who is my ideal target? Who's that person? What do they look like? What do they care about? And I know that person because I've been that person. I am I am them, you know, I am the young, hungry salesperson that wants to learn more. Um, and so it's just made it a lot easier for me to make content specifically for them. And then you can kind of get like a community around that a lot easier because you're you're talking about specific topics that work for people. I think like mindset and growth mindset is, is they're great and there's millions of people that care about it. But um, at least for me, when I niche it down to sales and early stage salespeople, I was able to get a lot more for me, uh, like solid feedback of, of people saying like, wow, this was really helpful for me in my career because you talked about this very specific thing that I'm dealing with that you also dealt with. You know what I mean? Yeah. Out of the tens of millions or hundreds of millions of millennials around the world who how, who are cut from a similar cloth as you and me, who are hungry, humble, eager to learn and grow, what do you think they're missing if they haven't yet got onto the train of personal development? So the millennials that, that maybe haven't quite figured that out yet. Yeah. What do you think they, what do you think is their unlock? What are they, what are they currently, if they haven't heard of things that you've heard of or listened to the people and have the same mentors, what do you think is going to get them there? If they're never, ever going to watch a YouTube video or social media and get access to these educators. That's a great question, man. I mean, 
So here's the thing. I, um, and this is something I learned when I managed my first sales team, which is a couple of years ago, which was um, you can't, you can't force everyone to follow you, right? You can't force everyone to be like you. And so in any generation, millennial or, or otherwise, there are a percentage of people that get after it. And there are a percentage of people, which is the majority, by the way, that are more or less, uh, you know, happy being content and wanting to, you know, have a lot of, you know, average things in life. And um, at least for me, the way my brain works, like the average way that America does things is broken. You know, the average person doesn't have any money saved. The average person, uh, you know, gets lung disease or, or heart disease, you know, in their fifties and, and dies too early. Like there's a lot of things that, that is broken with average, but I think there's a large percentage of people that for one reason or another, I, I, you know, may not be interested in it. So I think for me, the, the, the better mindset for me to have is rather than trying to convert everyone to the way that I think you try to find something that strikes a chord. And if someone, I think that the best place to find someone is like when they're hitting a rock bottom or a really low place, because that's telling, that's, that's them saying like, okay, something isn't working here. What I'm doing isn't working. So let me try something else. And I think that's the place where I was when I found some of this. And this was my outlet to, you know, make my life a lot better. And uh, I don't know if you have a story like that, but I think there's a lot of people that I've met that's like, man, I was just trying to do this thing and kept hitting a wall and I was in the dumps. And then I found rich dad, poor dad. Then I found this, you know, speech by Sarah Blakely. Then I found this thing and then that changed my life. And so I think you do have to kind of go through some of those obstacles in order to be probably more interested in this stuff. Right. What would you say are your tips or recommendations to people who are looking to get into personal development and, and grow personally? Yeah. I mean, I think the first thing is that, you know, if, if you're hungry for the, for the development, you've got to take it just like step-by-step. Step. Um, I think especially millennials, uh, especially cause everything's so instant gratification in today's age, like slow and steady, absolutely wins the race. Um, if you want some actual scientific data on this, uh, you could check out the book Atomic Habits, but um, essentially one little action every single day is what's gonna actually make a big impact. And it, it doesn't feel like it on a day-to-day, -day, but over months and years and decades, that's what makes it better if you wanna be physically fit or if you wanna be smarter or you know be wealthier, whatever it is that your, your goal is. So um, tactically, what that means for me is like block things off on your calendar, like block off 30 minutes. Let's start 30 minutes on your calendar, uh, every day to read, right? Pick up a book, read for 30 minutes. Um, and again, you know, you might finish a book in, I don't know, two weeks or three weeks, and that's not going to feel like maybe too much, but if you do that consistently over time and then you start to add more layers to it over time, it can make a huge impact. So for me, I, I feel like it's always start small, stay consistent and grow over time. I love that. That's really good advice. Who, who do you look up to? Who are your online mentors? You've never met them, but you listen to them. You learn from them. Yeah, I've got a lot. I call them virtual mentors um, and they, they range. I feel like I kind of go in and out with, with certain people, you know, people that have podcasts, for example. Um, but I'll, I'll list off a few that, that I like um, in terms of books uh, and content, I, I love Ryan Holiday. He's one of my favorite authors. Uh, he talks a lot about stoicism and how to apply that. Um, 
I what love the what is stoicism. So stoicism is um, an ancient uh, philosophy, and and he's essentially, um, you know, kind of like bringing modernizing it. And he writes a lot about you know different whether it's sports figures, people from uh, you know uh, military backgrounds or business backgrounds, whatever it might be, and then relates him to stoicism, which I guess in a sentence is like you can't control what happens to you, but you can control your response. And to me, that that resonates with me. So I really like his writings. He's got a, his his best book, in my opinion, is called The Obstacle is the Way. Mm -hmm. I would highly suggest that. Is he um, bald? He's an NYU professor, right? No. No? Okay. I think that's I think that's someone named I think his name's Scott Galloway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah. I don't know anything about him. I just know his face uh, and know he's bald. I don't know anything else about about that guy. Um, but He's someone I, I, yeah, I definitely read a lot on. I love Jocko Willink, uh, who's a former Navy SEAL, wrote the book Extreme Ownership. He's got a great podcast. Um, I mean, who? there's there's tons of other people. I love uh, Sarah Blakely. I mentioned her earlier, billionaire founder of Spanx and her husband, Jesse Itzler, who's a great entrepreneur. Um, so those people fire me up. And I feel like I tend to go on little like ups and ups and downs where I find someone, I get obsessed with them for a few weeks, then I find someone else. Um, but like, I also find people that have, have done a lot of different things. Well, like someone like Jay-Z, who was obviously a great musician, um, but has, has gone into other avenues like Kobe Bryant did that um, before his passing. Um, so man, the list goes on and on, but I, I think if you can cultivate kind of that virtual network of, of mastermind, that's that, just keeps you on the right track. Yeah. I wish there was some way that these people who are building communities uh, allow their community to meet each other. Cause I would love to hang out with the followers of Sarah Blakely. I feel mm -hmm. like all like-minded if there was a way that they, I'm sure they host annual events or, but there, there was some way they would host online events that were networking based. I feel like that would be a really good medium of networking. Tell me about that would be cool. Yeah. Tell me about how you're improving your podcast, improving your YouTube channel, because that's something that's one of my goals of getting it better. H how are you going about doing that? Well, first of all, I'll definitely take any tips uh, because it's a tough game. Uh, there's so many podcasts. There's so many YouTube channels. It's it's incredibly hard to stand out. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to make it better. But if you have tips or anyone that is listening has tips, I'll definitely take them. I think for me, it's like, I try to meet other people in this world, you know, um, and whether they're specifically in, in the sales, you know, podcast world, or they're talking about other stuff, like we are here. I try to learn from that. And that could be, you know, just how they intro a guest. It could be technology they're using. It could be um, how frequently they're having people on their podcast, whatever it might be. Um, so I, I think there's always something to to try to learn from. Um, I, I find the best way to do that is even to listen to like, you know, uh, another virtual mentor like Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V. I'm sure everyone has probably heard of him if they are listening uh, to a podcast about hustling or, um, but if you just like go and, and watch like his last 10 YouTube videos, like you'd pick up probably five to 10 things that you could add, you know, whether it's like how he cuts it, how long the content is, what he's talking about, all that, you know, all that different stuff. So I try to just stay in touch with people who I think are ahead of the game and try to essentially just copy what they do a lot of the time, because, um, you know, it's better to do that than trying to reinvent the wheel. So, um, 
yeah, that maybe not the sexiest answer, but that's what I try to do. I feel like that's what they would tell you to do too. Hey, I'm at the top of the game. Copy and paste what I'm doing. Just apply right. it. Tom, tell me about your goals. What, what's your vision for the future? Where do you want to be in five years? Five years. Well, I'll tell you, I've got, um, I try to separate life into a couple different buckets. So got my, you know, uh, professional bucket. I've got my finances. I've got my health, my relationships, my faith, my learning. And so I, I try to set a goal for each one. And typically I do it for a year out. And then I kind of back channel like from there and say, all right, here's going to be the, the quarterly goal, the monthly, weekly. And then every single day I try to get a win in each of those areas. But what I'm, I mean, what I'm, what I'm trying to go towards is, is a, is a world or a life for me where I have freedom and I'm helping people and um, I'm able to use my creativity and the things that I've learned to help other people get better. And so five years from now, it's vague. I don't, I don't exactly know what that looks like. I don't know if that's, uh, you know, taking the podcast and going full time with it somehow. Um, I love the sales world. So maybe it's, it's starting some sort of company in that world and trying to do it. Um, for me, I just feel like the more positive steps I take in, in the direction with those different buckets, new doors open and, um, and, and opportunities come up that I, I wouldn't have seen before. So that's what I'm going for. I'm not exactly sure where it'll be in five years. Hopefully it's beyond what I could even dream of right now. Um, but uh, that's, I'm trying to make it a little bit better every day. Awesome answer. Let's tell us about Gong. What is Gong and what is so impressive about it? Um, yeah, I mean, so Gong is a revenue intelligence company. So essentially we help to unlock the reality uh, behind a lot of uh, revenue activity uh, for, for different companies. So that could mean um, trying to help understand why some sales reps perform better than others. It could be understanding why your sales team isn't closing as many deals as you thought, or why different deals are falling through the cra cracks, excuse me. Uh, it could be understanding, you know, why your competitors kicking your butt um, and, and trying to figure out why that's happening. And so it's an AI company that's essentially um, a platform that's able to, to shed light on all of those different things. Um, it's one of the fastest growing SaaS companies in the world right now. Um, some benchmarks that are on, on track with, with amazing companies like, you know, where Salesforce was at this stage and Slack and some of those types of companies. And I'd say like, if there's one thing that makes it impressive, it's just the growth, like the, what we're talking about, the growth mindset. I've worked at a few different companies and I've never met such a high percentage of people with a growth mindset all at one place. And that's the sales team. That's the product team. That's the marketers. That's everyone around uh, from the top down that is just like hungry, trying to get better on a mission. And um, I think when you get, you know, hundreds of people with that type of mentality together, the results can just be really, uh, you know, mind blowing. Incredible. Sounds like a the place to be. It's a good spot, man. I, uh, I joined at the beginning of this year and it's been, um, I mean, it's been the best job that I've had. Uh, I feel very at home there. And, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it's growth mindset. So they push you and like, you got to work hard and, and get better, but um, it's exactly where I want to be right now. Mm -hmm. All right. So before I let you go, Tom, my signature question that I ask everybody is if there was one thing you could do to improve this world, what would you do and why? Wow. 
I would, I, I would give everyone in the world a, a, I, I struggle to say to think and grow rich, but a, a personal development book at like the age of 15 or 16, because my biggest, you know, looking back, the thing that I'm most upset about is that I didn't have that information when I was in high school, when I was in college, when I had all of these opportunities um, to work harder, to do different things, to meet people, to make an impact. And uh, while you're still young, uh, I was young at, at 22 when I heard it, I wish I'd learned it 10 years earlier, five years earlier. So for me, I feel like if you put some life-changing information in front of people, again, not everyone's going to take you up on it, but the impact, imagine if a hundred million extra people read some of those books um, and then they went on to do amazing things and helped inspire others and make the world a better place. That's like the massive compound and network effect that it could have. So that's what I would do. One of the best answers I've heard yet. It makes me want to <laughs> reach out to our education secretary and, and implement <laughs> that in our education system. Well, I'm curious, what was the book or the person that got you into this journey? Um, well, so the, I mean, the book oh, was to said. think and grow rich. I, I don't, I don't recall. What's funny is I don't, I don't even remember how, how I got it. I think I Googled like books for successful people. or It was like a, the very vague Google search and I bought it and it was probably on it to be very honest with you. The first book I read cover to cover since like good night moon when I was five years old um, because I just didn't read books and I did definitely didn't read books in school. So um, for some reason I picked that one up. It was the right one. And it just kind of like set me off. Mine is Jim Brown. If you haven't heard of him, he oh, passed yeah. away many years ago, but he was Tony Robbins mentor. And if you just listen to some of his, his content, some of his speeches on YouTube, they'll really open your eyes. All right, Tom, thank you so much for hopping on the show. Any last words? Um, yeah, I mean, a, a, any last words? You know, hopefully this inspired people. I'd say go out whatever time of day it is. Take one action today that you're going to thank yourself for tomorrow. Um, and then if you want to learn more about me, you can hit me up. I'm, I'm Tom Alamo on LinkedIn, Tommy Tahoe on, on Instagram and Twitter, and then uh, Millennial Sales Podcast, wherever you can find podcasts. Awesome. Check out his podcast. It's awesome. Thanks so much, Tom. Appreciate it, Benji. See ya. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Tom Alamo. I clearly think he's an impressive guy with the right attitude, the right mindset. I hope you got some value out of today's episode. Please leave a comment, leave a review, subscribe, give me some love. Uh, have a great day. See ya.